Hey everybody, uh, this is uh, the this is Tyler, and this is David, and uh, this is uh, another BP supplement. Here's what we're doing. Yeah, uh, a while ago we had Jimmy Pardo on the podcast. That's right. And uh, instead of doing our normal topic thing, we just talked about Jimmy's favorite movies. Yeah, and it was really interesting. We thought this would be why don't we have some past guests back and do some bonus episodes talk about their favorite movies because right. they didn't get to talk about them when they were on the show they had to talk about whatever we decided they would talk about that's right <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna kick off this little uh series uh with our well, one of our favorite past guests graham elwood hello graham how's it going it's good man All thanks right. for having me back now since you since you were on the show big developments in your life yeah of course i am talking about comedy film nerds dot <laughs> uh, <laughs> com Yes, ComedyFilmNerds.com, um, which is a site that I started with Chris Mancini, who's a fellow stand-up comic and also an award-winning short film director. And um, he made some short films that uh, got the, an award from the Sci-Fi Channel. Hmm. And we started the site where we're selling short films for download, and we're also doing weekly movie reviews and columns by other funny people like Mike Schmidt, Jackie Cation, Laura House. Uh, and Neil, who's not a comic, who's just our average guy, uh, and um, and Alan Havy is written. Uh, he does the monthly Film Vault, and uh, it's sort of our little just pet film nerd project. Cool. Yeah, uh, the reviews are are uh, always very interesting, always very funny, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's a good website. There's a link to it on uh, on battleshippretension.com. dot com, and uh, and you also uh, got married. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but that has nothing yeah. to do with film. Exactly. So Whatever. Freaking, you know, make a documentary about it, and then I'll be interested. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so uh, all right. And there's but, a live show coming up, right? The comedy. There's a live show. Right. I'm sorry. Thank you. It's uh, September 5th at the UCB at 8 p.m. It's going to be a night of stand-up comics and short films. Uh, we're going to have Maria Bamford, Chris Hardwick, Jackie Cation, Mike Schmidt, myself, and Chris Mancini, along with the most popular short film ever, George Lucas and Love, right. Right. and uh, two other short films. And we just found out we're going to have some prizes and giveaways. Oh. Autographed Doug Benson Professional Humoridian CD. Oh, I already, I already Board got one game <laughs> from our new sponsor, Pirate King. Okay. It's going to be it's going to be a fantabulous night of jokes and film nerdery. And that's the UCB LA. UCB Los Angeles. We're we're, we're worldwide here. I know, you guys. There's probably somebody going to be flying in from Prague, and we want them to go to LAX, (laughs) not JFK. (laughs) They're in New York. This is bullshit. This is North Film Show here. (laughs) Um, Those are two great Eastern European accents, by the way, like right on the money. Yeah, I try to. I try not to be too specific with mine, which of course means going so broad that no one would ever say that's that's correct. Well, that's just sort of the go-to foreigner voice. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, there was a guy from Argentina here. What do you want for me? Oh, I guess that's how I talk in Buenos Aires. Um, all right, but uh, let's get down to business because you let's got so, you got somewhere to be. Um, all right, favorite movies. Go favorite movies. Well, uh, I mean, obviously. I'll just throw out the sort of obvious ones that we almost right. Godfather one and two. Yeah. Sure. Godfather three is Beverly Hills. Nine Oh two and goes to Palermo. Um, <laughs> it's a disaster. Uh, keep it in the wrapping. If you buy the box set, um, uh, you know, obviously, you know, taxi driver and what, I mean, like we yeah. can, all the ones we all know, but to, to go into like deep sort of film nerdy areas, 
Uh, I mean, I like I like the natural. Now that's not that obscure, and a lot of people are like, oh, I, the you know the Bernard Malmo book. You know, he he strikes out. I hated it, and the film is not the book, and they they made that clear. Like it's just sort of loosely based on. They didn't say we're remaking the book, mm-hmm. and so I, I personally love that movie, and I and I, I just got the DVD, which has the director's cut, which has all these stupid scenes, which it's fascinating to watch director's cuts, but a lot of times you go, maybe the studio was right (laughs) because the stuff the director wanted to put in, like really makes the movie, not the movie that it is. And that's why I I, I like the natural. Um, And in keeping that same, another Richard Farnsworth movie, this is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's not a very well known is the gray Fox. Okay. I know of it, but I've never seen it and it's not on Netflix. It's, it's hard to find. It's a beautiful movie. Richard Farnsworth plays a guy that used to rob stagecoaches, and he's been in prison for 20 years. And when he gets out, it's now uh, trains and, you know what I mean? Like, the, the mm-hmm. world is, in, the Industrial uh-huh. Revolution is sort of, he, he, he was an Old West guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he comes out, and uh, tim- similar to, like, uh, Straight Time, which is a gr- great movie with Dustin Hoffman. We can talk about that in a second. But he, it's sort of that standard ex-con story of what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. And he's this old guy. don't have any skills. I've been a criminal or in prison for the last 30, 40 years. So he starts robbing trains. <laughs> and he's this sort of gentlemanly criminal. And plus they shoot it up in Vancouver. But it, the scenery is amazing. It's amazing. And do it's, you know who, who directed it? Or I, man, who I shot honestly it? forget. It's been a good the movie came out in the early 80s, and I probably haven't seen a version of it in probably 15 years. Wow. But uh, I would love to see it again, and I'd love to see it on the big screen again. And, and just it's just classic Richard Farnsworth, just quiet, subtle, and, and just charming. Just this charmingly old man who you know, knows how to shoot a gun and rob. It's a, it's a great film. I recommend it. I, I haven't seen much with Richard Farnsworth. I've seen like, you know, the straight story and misery and my wife loves Anne of Green Gables and he's in that. And, uh, but he just, you know, he, I'd say he's a somewhat limited actor. He's not, you know, mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a, in a bad way, but it's just, you know, he's not going to be playing, you know, he's not going to be uh, doing an Eastern European accent. Anytime, <laughs> but, uh, but Give me your money. Exactly. Right. He probably but, wouldn't have been considered for Jack Nicholson's role in The Departed. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but that's the thing is just. But he's so good at what he does. Like there was a reason that he was nominated for Straight Story because it's just, you know, just to look at him and just to see him move. Just it's like this guy's got a lifetime worth of experience, and he just brings depth to everything he plays. Well, this is what the Gray Fox is. It's it. It is that one thing that he does. Mm-hmm. Perfectly, yeah, and it's all him, and all, and, and a lot of the other roles that you mentioned, and even the natural, he plays a supporting role, or he plays mm-hmm. like you know he doesn't get that much time. He just sort of fills in the picture nicely. Uh-huh. This is this movie is about him, right? And it's his strengths as an actor and as a person. Like it's 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 great, and it's beautiful. It's just a beautifully shot film, which is like Into the Wild, yeah. which we were talking a little bit before the show, which is, again is one of my favorite movies of all time. Like. Hmm. That film, I mean, it, it 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 connected with me personally a lot because uh, I was getting out of college in the early '90s. I was listening to Pearl Jam when they were uh-huh. changing the world. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, you know, I was at that thing that a lot of 
young kids are in this country, especially young men that sort of angry, you know, fuck the system and my parents fuck me up. And, and, and plus I've, you know, I've never been out on my own in the wild like that, but I have been in some extreme situations in, in Afghanistan and Iraq where mm. I felt like I was sort of pushed hmm. emotionally and mentally, you know, a little bit. Nothing like a guy <laughs> living out. I mean, that, you know, w- what he went through and the fact that it's true, it's a true story, sort of heightens it more for me. And then uh, the fact that, that he came to the, the realization of I'm not that, that angry at my parents and, and sort of was ready to sort of come back and, and make amends and then wasn't ever afforded that opportunity. Well, you mentioned Pearl Jam. Do you like Eddie Vedder's music for Into the it. Wild? Because I, I found it uh, – I honestly don't care. My, the music is probably my least favorite part of the, of the movie. Mm-hmm. I found it a little distracting. And it's, it seems like it's a really divisive issue uh, like among fans or not fans of the movie. Like a lot of it rests on that score because it's, it's really – it's, you know, it's front and center, the, the music it's, throughout it's, the whole it's movie. It's the photography and the, and the music. Yeah. I mean, and so if you're not on board with Eddie Vedder, then you, it's, this probably isn't a film for you. You know right. what I mean? Like quite honestly uh, – because it's it's, you know, obviously Sean Penn is a huge Eddie Vedder fan, uh-huh. and the fact that he wrote these songs, and it's just him singing, you know, a cappella maybe with a guitar a little bit in some cases, you know, speaks to what the story is all about of this mm-hmm. one man alone and his journey, and, um, you know. That that you know I I I'm, I sound like some somebody's fucking grandfather now, but it's like that music was my era, you know. <laughs> but but you know that was the music of the angry twenty-something Gen Xers. Was that was that it was it was grunge. It was it was Nirvana. It was Kurt Cobain. It was, yeah. it, was it was that and and Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam. And so I don't know. It, it fit. Um, you you went to film school, right? Yeah. Uh, where'd you go? University of Arizona. Okay. Uh, what were the movies that you would say propelled you to want to go to film school? Is it is it The, the Godfather mov- and Taxi Driver and stuff like well, that? Well, the movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was that. It was it was Star Wars. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. You know, it was as a kid, in the same way that that Spielberg and Lucas made movies about the the serials that they saw when they were kids in the fifties. Uh-huh. You know, and the westerns that they saw. It was that. It was it was Star Wars. It was Indiana Jones. It was, and then, and then, as I got to be in high school, and and I'm really dating myself. VHSs came out, uh-huh. and we would go to the video store, and that's when I got hooked into all these great movies that came out when I was too young or before yeah. I was born, mm-hmm. like movies like Straight Time with Justin Hoffman, which is about he plays an ex-con that gets out and is like trying to trying to play it straight and can't. It's a great movie. It's another one that I've heard a lot about and uh, never it's a phenomenal <laughs> seen. Film. And I love Dustin Hoffman. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, like if you talk to like people who really like love film and, and want to, you know, do that, uh, professionally, the story always kind of winds up the same, or at least it starts the same, which is like, you know, you just, you see, you see the movies that everybody sees and you kind of, but you just see them a different way. You see them in a way that's like, I want to just, this affects me in a way that 
other people don't see, you know they they're entertained by it but it mm-hmm. really seems to speak to you and so like you go to the you go to your local video store you know david you went to a video store inside a uh, a grocery store inside yeah. a grocery store schnooks. i went schnooks grocery schnooks store schnooks gro- <laughs> i went to a i went to a place that uh, my family and i we moved to missouri uh, from Denver at the beginning of the summer, so I didn't have any friends, <laughs> and so but there was a video store where it was like, okay, you pay one dollar, you get a movie for the for a night. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah, wonderful. And I feel like now that's like one of the best things that could have happened to me because it's just you know for such a small amount of money, admittedly, but like you know you're willing to just take these chances, and that you know that's when I saw like M and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like what, like who you know, it, it's just. You know, you, you just kind of those those video store. I, I don't feel like it with with Blockbuster, but like those old video stores and like the and especially for somebody like you who it's like VHS just coming out. You're like, oh, man, I have so much access now. You know, I mean, I remember Internet, when we fought, bought our first VHS <laughs> machine, like we bought our first VCR. Uh-huh. And it was like, oh, my God, yeah. you know, like <laughs> this is amazing. And the store we went to was Video Sonic in Chicago. And it opened up, and we, my buddy and I would walk there, and we would rent. I mean, we rented anything we could get our hands on, you know. Yeah. And we went after certain actors. Yeah, you yeah. know, we went after. We just saw all these movies that Dustin Hoffman made, and all these movies that Robert Redford made, yeah. and all these movies that like um, I'm blanking on his name. I can see his face. He used to be a Marine. Why am I blanking on his name? Ah. I used to be a Marine. Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> no. R. Lee Ermey? Um <laughs> Well, that was good. Like, Platoon. Uh, uh, Platoon was good. And, or Full uh, Metal Jacket. Full Metal, Full metal Jacket. Yeah. Platoon's good, too. Platoon's good as well. And, uh, uh, oh, God, this is, I'm just, is driving me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> he played Lex Luthor in the original Superman. Come on. Gene, Gene Hackman. Hackman. Jesus Christ. That, yeah. was, that was insane. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, Old Jack, like, The Last Detail. Which I've, I've never seen, and I've heard it's amazing. You know, it's amazing, and 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 a lot. I mean, Chinatown, yeah. like all those movies that you know. I was too young, Easy Rider. Oh, yeah. I was either too young or they were, or I wasn't born yet. But then I started watching those from ages like twelve to sixteen, seventeen. You know, from like junior yeah. high to high school, and that's when I was like, oh my god, I want to, I want to, and I'll never forget the day my my. This I'll, this is another since to go bring the the topic question. What are my favorite movies? My freshman year of college at the University of Arizona, my first semester, I was an economics major, and this should have given me a tip as to why <laughs> I chose economics. Was I chose that was the major that Alex P. Keaton had on <laughs> Family Ties. <laughs> so you think that picking of fictional characters because I'm like I want to be business guy. You know, it's the '80s. I want to be businessman. And, I picked a TV characters major. <laughs> and I remember I was at, uh, I'm, I had already seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh-huh. which uh, is shot in the North Shore of Chicago where I grew up. Right. All those John Hughes, I mean, that's yeah. not John, but all those John Hughes movies were shot in that and took place there, and that's where I grew up. But I was in, it was my freshman year, and we were watching that movie again, and a kid I went to high school with, Joey Garfield, has a brief moment in that film. Uh, and I was watching that movie again my first semester of college and that movie I was like the scene where he's out there singing Dunka Shane in Chicago in the uh-huh. parade and twist and shout I was like this is the most amazing thing I ever said and I said <laughs> I gotta be a filmmaker and I changed my major that day awesome you know I always cool. love this the, the, there's there's one like there's one scene in that movie that's just uh 
unapologetically sort of artsy and that's when when cameron when they go to the art institute yeah and cameron is looking at the uh, uh sunday in the park painting and it just keeps getting closer and closer yeah. on him yeah. and on the painting until because it's like a you know done with it's done with pixel you know i don't mm-hmm. know what's the pointillism isn't that yeah. what it's called i, I don't know uh. i wasn't an art major uh, I was a film major as well, but yeah, it, yeah. You just it, the the painting starts to lose all its, mm-hmm. you know, uh, any semblance of meaning because all you can see is just the little dots, and that's uh, that that scene really struck me. I felt like when because that movie was popular among people my age, you know, and, and I always felt like there there were movies like that that I would see, and then I would take something away from it that I felt like my friends weren't getting, mm-hmm. and maybe I was just pretentious, and <laughs> I still am. <laughs> no, <laughs> but that's kind of how I felt. That's how, how I decided. Well, I'm a film nerd because I clearly understand these movies more than my friends do. Well, I think, okay, so you, I was on board with you until that part. Uh, but uh, but that's the thing. I think I probably felt the same way is just until you, like, like if, if you make it, I'll say we because I did it too. If we make it to the points like, oh, well, I'm, I'm smarter or better than this person because of it, then that's when it, you get into trouble. But, yeah, no, I'm just I saying mean, that I understand film more. Oh, well, yeah. well, well I, no question. And, of course, life. As well, I mean, if you understand film, you understand life. Okay, I think it goes without saying. <laughs> well, I think I think what I mean, uh, subtracting the pretentious part of it, right, the yeah. I'm better than you elitism aspect to it, <laughs> is just you or the three of us and any film film nerd or cinephile has an appreciation that the other person does. Like, I like wine, but I what the fu- I don't know. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And a wine person can sit there and right. tell you. This vineyard, this year, it has a smoke, smoky after, blah, blah, you know, whatever, like, because th- it really matters to them. And and a lot of people, you know, and, and, and these people shouldn't be looked down upon because, after all, it is just entertainment, even if you make it. Uh-huh. To a lot of people, entertainment is just, it's fast food. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 again, I want to stress, I'm not saying that I think I'm smarter than people who don't No, I get think you film. said your audience is a bunch of shitheads. <laughs> <and> <laughs> Fuck you, audience. You're stupid. Okay. Because I was always willing to defer to my friends when it comes to, like, rock and roll because oh, they yeah. know music more than I do. But film was was my thing. Like, uh, all the movies – like, even, like uh, – I mean, here's a movie that I often try to defend. I don't know what's going on outside, but uh, – uh, Apparently uh, there's some dust that needs busting. <laughs> Someone's some, some vacuuming something desperately. Um, a movie I always try to defend is Point Break because people <laughs> think it's ridiculous. And it does have a really ridiculous script. But even, like, when I first saw it, when I was, like – snuck over to my friend's house because my mom wouldn't let me watch R-rated movies, you know, and like, <laughs> I, and I, without knowing the terminology, I knew that the cinematography in this movie is really astounding. And it is. It's, it's, a, it's such a well-edited and well-shot movie. And that, that's the kind of thing I'm talking about. And yes, and honestly, at Point Break, has so many cheesy, ridiculous things about it, yeah. but the cinematography is great. And, and there's a couple lines in there that me, as someone who surfs, I actually, I saw it like a year or two ago and was like, it's a good like okay Patrick Swayze it's Pat Swayze you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean like I, I'm crazy for Swayze and uh that was a poster somebody had when they were some girl told me she had that when she was like in high school and I was like oh my god I'm never forgetting that um and you know his character's name is Bodie because yeah. he's this enlightened surfer or whatever but there's a line in there that applies to surfing or anything where you sort of push yourself uh-huh to the point of physical and or emotional pain. And then once you get past it, it sort of is this enlightening thing. And he says it's a place where you find yourself and you lose yourself. <laughs> and or no, he says it's where you lose yourself and you find yourself. He said lose right. yourself first. And, and I was like, yes, it's cheesy. It's says Pat Swayze, you know, <laughs> and his 
long hair and his Jim Morrison is, you know, look, look, but, but I was like, ah, that's a good point. Like you got, I got to <laughs> give it to him, you know, Bodie <laughs> laid it down. And that's why I, I think you're right. Like you have to appreciate a film in any capacity. Yeah. And that's the thing that, and I think we talked about this the last time I was on the show. Maybe I don't remember, but this is the thing that bothered me about film school and about some film nerds is the only independent films are good. Yeah. Ugh. Fuck you. Yeah. Indiana Jones, the original, the original, they're fucking great, man. Starship Troopers rocks. They're shooting goddamn bugs. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> blow them up. It's fucking rad. It's a blast, you know? Yeah. Not to Dark mention all Knight. the independent films that suck ass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All these pretentious pieces of bullshit where it's like, here, here's an idea. How about a story, fucko? <laughs> Not just long shots and, you know, extreme close-ups on somebody reading something. Like... <laughs> And uh, I'm saying, you know, subtitles does not make a movie good automatically yeah. on its own. We learned that from uh, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Which is, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Did you ever see that? No. It's, it's, uh, it, it's uh, I'm going to describe it to you and it's going to sound so enticing, but I swear it's not good. It's a French, it's like a, like a Victorian era, maybe Wait medieval, a minute. Wait a French minute. kung fu movie. Kung fu werewolf movie. Yes. Something, yeah, yeah. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, okay. I did see did, that. Where they fight in the woods and... Yes. What's yeah. this, Gerard Depardieu as a Parisian or... No, what, oh, there's I some, don't know. Who is in that? I can't even remember. Somebody. Yeah, but it is a Victorian, like, yeah. kung fu it's like werewolf we movie. It's eight genres. Let's see if we can mix them. Yeah. No, we can't. Let's do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, let's... Yeah. But because they're speaking in French, it's so... Right. Like, oh, yeah. that... That drives me goddamn nuts. Oh, it's French. No, it doesn't automatically make it good. Or, or like the Academy does this. Like, oh, English people in period piece gowns. Go, it's it's an amazing film. Yeah. No, yeah. it's not. It's boring, fucking limey bullshit. Yeah. Like I don't. Oh, I never knew love again. You know, I don't fucking care. Though it should be noted that the film The Limey is very good. The Limey <laughs> is <laughs> fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> English fucking mobsters thumping skulls. I'm goddamn down with it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, what's his name? Brick top in fucking uh, Snatch. In Snatch. Yeah. You know, give me. I'll take those limey evil fucks twenty four seven. You know what I mean? Be aware of a man with too many pigs or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, have it. you seen the trailer for Rock and Rolla? The new no, Guy no. Ritchie? It's essentially he's he's returning to the formula. Yeah. And so part of me is like, oh, we've seen this before. But then part of me is like, well, and I really enjoyed it before, and I'm kind of yeah. glad he's not making it like, away oh, again. And the big badass gangster is Tom Wilkinson? All right. You've got my attention, Guy Ritchie. <laughs> Done. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I did, did you see? Uh, speaking of which, because I instantly thought of an I'm, uh, uh, you know, a British film that I'm like, hmm, I don't, uh, I don't see it. Uh, which is uh, Atonement. Did you see Atonement? No, I just I I'm so done with fucking. It was a different time, you know, when <laughs> love was like I I'm so, I it's it's to me, it's it's it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of, you know, just Americans in general. Oh, if they've got a British accent, he must be smart. No, no, that's just <laughs> the way he learned how to talk. Or, oh, he's a comedian who went to Harvard. His comedy's so smart. No, no. Many of those Ivy League comics are not funny. Todd Glass didn't graduate high school. He's funnier than all of them when he's sleeping. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh... There's there's one coming out with Keira Knightley called The Duchess. Really, Keira Knightley was in a pretentious <laughs> British period piece like that. To me, is like uh, I'm off. I'm done. If I see a guy, you never loved me. No, I'm out. I'm not going to see it. I'm not going to see it. 
And when the it, Academy it nominates it. It's weird to it, me that she has come to, to play that kind of role because she seems like – the only movie that I really liked her in was Bennett uh, Like Beckham because she seems, yes. like a, she seems like a modern type of actress. It, it yeah. seems weird to put her in these old clothes I would love and yet to they keep see doing her, it. I would love to see her play like some sort of fucking um, – what's her name? Uh the, the the model who does all the zombie fighting movies now the uh, God I'm so I'm I'm horrible at names today like what's that one guy uh, who did that thing and what I like is that your descriptions are mystifying mystifying <laughs> like this. Just, yeah it's like the the most interesting thing about Gene Hackman he was in the Marines <laughs> yeah. yeah Popeye Doyle Lex Luthor guy from Unforgiven nothing nothing he was in the Marines he was in the Marines we all know I was, that right well, I thought it was Mar- yeah Mar- <laughs> obscure Marines and he got into a fist fight in Beverly Hills a couple years ago like how would that not zero it in for you <laughs> zombie fighting I can't th- uh. she was in she was in this the seventh seventh uh level or what god damn it this is the worst i'm on a film show and i can't remember <laughs> sorry it makes us sound bad. anyway kira knightley should play i would love to see her play a like action star yeah because right. she and has not that domino. sort of not domino domino not, sucked not but, domino but because domino was like a self-aware postmodern yeah. yeah just like a straightforward action star like, should be yeah. great like feisty because she has that feisty she's she's an attractive she has yeah. that sort of sexy tomboy quality about her which is what you're, I think you were talking about and bend it like Beckham. Yeah. Put a gun in her hand, not a goddamn Victorian robe. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, not a parasol. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't need another corset. <laughs> uh, although she does have a line in Pirates of the Caribbean about corsets. I hate the line, but that's all right. Moving on. Other <laughs> other movies you love. And I like, I like what uh, David, I like that line of questioning because, you know, there are some movies that you're just like, you know, you, when you're growing up and you're like, that's this is what I absolutely have to do, you know. Yeah. Um, and then once you make that decision, you know, there are the movies that kind of shape what you specifically want to mm-hmm. do. You know, um, were there any, you know, like that that shaped what I wanted to do? I mean, obviously, the Monty Python movies mm-hmm. shaped what yeah. I w- really, you know, shaped me comedically. And, you know, the original cast of Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And they're a lot of the movies that they made. I mean, like Neighbors. Very few people know about Neighbors. I love no. Neighbors. And That's with John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, right? yeah. And to me, when I was in high school, Neighbors was the was like my litmus test to see if somebody was funny. Hmm. If they understood, if they're like, I thought it was dumb. Like he didn't. I was like, okay, you don't you don't get it. Like I would <laughs> instantly brand them as you don't get it and you're not funny. And there's stuff in Neighbors. I mean, I'm, I haven't seen it in a while. I'm sure there's things that don't hold up in it yeah. that are sort of 80s, but it's funny. I mean, I liked I liked Caddyshack. There's some things that don't hold up, but there's still fucking funny yeah. shit in there. Um, uh, stripes. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, Meatballs. I mean, they're all screwball comedies, and yeah. a lot of this they still they have plenty of things that you watch now, and they're very dated. But they still have very like funny cores to them and funny roots and and uh, those things those movies influence me. Do you like, feel like because uh, you're, you're talking about like Stripes is a good is a great example of, of sort of broad mainstream comedy, but that also has sort of uh, a lot of like wry wit, like smart wit to it. Do you feel like uh, I, I don't know how you feel about like uh, the Knocked Up and all the Judd Apatow stuff? Do you feel like we're Returning to where we can mix smart comedy with with broad I comedy, I think we are a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm I I, I like the Judd Apatow films, um, and they are kind. Of, I mean, like like those movies, like like 
all those movies from that era all had rye, and then they all just had, you know, gratuitous sex and, mm-hmm. yeah. and whatever. And that's what Judd Apatow's doing. And, you know, he's got some laugh-out-loud scenes in all of his films. Yeah. Like, and that's hard for me personally, as a professional comic, it's hard for me to laugh at stuff. Like, I can't watch that much stand-up comedy just because I've seen too much of it. Hmm. I don't watch that many sitcoms because I, I just analyze it too much, and it's not that entertaining to me. But his films, most of them, when I see them, there's scenes in there that I laugh out loud. Yeah. You know, I'd like to see him branch out a little bit and and all those people he uses are funny yeah but he doesn't have to use the same four guys every movie like you right. don't have to do that there's so plenty of funny people out there that could add to it but i think we are returning a little bit i, I overall i like his films and i think is funny you know and i like those actors that are in them uh, <laughs> an example from stripes my, my favorite line from stripes is so it's not even a joke line it's just delivered so well at the beginning when his girlfriend's walking out of him he's like you can't leave me all the plants well, are gonna die Dude, there's so <laughs> many hilarious scenes that, that 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 one scene alone when he's arguing with her and, yeah. and, and she's like you know and, and then we listen to tito pointy elms and he's like hey tito pointy's gonna die someday and when he does you're gonna say you to him all the time and i thought he was great you know what i mean like all that you are a sexual dynamo i gotta read books on the side just to keep up like there's a million <laughs> things and then after she leaves and he throws the basketball and he goes yeah. hey he clears out the window and he goes hey my man and it comes through the other window yeah. it's brilliant the fact that he would yell my man you know what i mean and all those movies had those scenes like like blues brothers i i oh, yeah. i still love blues brothers like they're coming in the uh the one uh the like Dan Aykroyd's crappy apartment that's right by the L tracks. And that yeah. old guy's playing checkers goes, You got my cheese, where's boy? Picks it out, <laughs> throws it in his hand, walks by. They yeah. don't explain it. There's yeah. no just Implication he, being he had it in his pocket, pocket the entire, entire car chase he, through the mall. The entire mall. Yeah. He picked it up before he picked his brother up from jail, maybe? Like it was like that kind the, of stuff. The one time he chooses to embrace responsibility is to help yeah. this guy get his cheese whiz. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they never mention it like they, you know, there's so many comedies that if they were to come out today and they were to do that joke, there'd be some big, oh, man, I keep forgetting to get the old man's cheese whiz. And it'd be uh, like some yeah. 10 minute thing about the cheese whiz. No, no. Right. Got my or you'd have to go to like you'd have like the sidekick reaction shot. Why did you have cheese whiz? Why did you have, you yeah. know, like, yeah, there'd be like, some they'd joke. Have to, they'd yeah. have to make mention of it. They'd have to explain it somehow. Yeah, yeah and, that's, you know, and. Again, slowly but surely, we're just someday we're just going to do an episode on dirty work because I love it so much. Uh, <laughs> but that one, and I'd say Norm Macdonald's humor in general always has, he'll just have like one sentence. And it's like, this is hilarious to mm-hmm. me. Like just him trying to, like in dirty work, he, like he breaks his phone. And you know then what? He gets I haven't co- seen dirty work. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Oh, okay. He gets the two guys' ass kicked. And then they come to the other day and like, that was pretty funny what you did back there. And he's like, really? I mean, we thought it was funny, but you guys are getting your asses kicked. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then like, at one point he breaks his phone and so it's all in pieces. And he gets a phone call, so he, like, tries to pick it up and it's all broken. And he goes, hello? What? No, no, everything's here is fine. It must be uh, your phone. And it's like, <laughs> it's just such a weird, like, just, <laughs> it's just stuff that, no, like, maybe one person in... A hundred thousand could make that line work the way he does. Right, right. But uh, yeah, just I don't know. I just I love just a really solid 
And I'm not even sure how well written that line is, but it's so <laughs> brilliantly delivered. Well, let's, um, uh, let's get back on topic. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. We talked about stuff that influenced you. What in the past few years have you seen that you really love? There we go. Seeing the past few years, well, I mentioned Into the Wild, um, sure. which I really loved. Dark Knight is the one of the best. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah. Overall, mm-hmm. it is. Batman Begins, I said, was the best comic book movie ever made. Dark Knight is better than that. Um, I think it is a phenomenal sequel. I think it transcends. In the way that the Dark Knight graphic novel did in the 80s, right. it transcends the genre. Mm-hmm. In the way that the graphic novel went, wow, these just aren't kids' comic books that you roll up in your pocket after Little League. Like, this is an adult-themed, artistic uh-huh. uh, y- you know, endeavor. And that's what that movie was. Batman Begins, I thought, I loved Batman Begins. This is amazing. And the the the... You don't have to be a comic book fan or a Batman fan to go into the Dark Knight and get, and and really like it, right? Yeah, you know, and also the Joker. And we talked about this. Uh, Mike Schmidt said this in his in his column about Dark Knight on Comedy Film Nerds. If I can plug my website and in my mm-hmm. review too. And and I'm a, I'm a crazy Batman fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I can't remember talking. Anyway, I'm a crazy Batman fan. The Joker is the best villain for the Batman series. He's one of the best villains ever. Right. And and here's why. It's the same reason the Batman's great. Neither one of them have superpowers. Neither one of them come from some crazy planet. They weren't bitten by a radioactive whatever. Uh-huh. They're two lunatics. Uh-huh. One <laughs> is the lunatic of good but walks the fine line, and one is the lunatic of evil, but walks the fine line. And all of those speeches that are made in there, I mean, they pulled a lot of stuff out of the killing joke, which is, which is where yeah. they really flushed out what that character was. And they find, in, in the 80s and, and the 90s, they went, oh, you know what? We've explained all this Batman stuff. We've never really explained the Joker. Let's do it. Right. And, and the fact, like, the stuff that the Joker says when he's one-on-one with people, especially Batman, is like... He brings up a really good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, well, Batman, scene, you're not not that different than me. Yeah, the 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 scene with him in the nurse's outfit, ta- where he convinces wearing Harvey a Harvey Dent, Dent uh, campaign yeah. button. That's yeah. that's my favorite scene in the movie. And his 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 speech there is, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say about it, but it's <laughs> and, <laughs> it's and powerful. He, and 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 Keith Ledger, you know, God rest his soul. I'm really bummed that he's dead because all I saw was. How many great movies would we have seen now out of this guy? Yeah. yeah. The career of, 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 of hunky guy is over, and the career of the amazing actor is about to begin, and now it's over, yeah. which really bums me out, which is a whole another episode. But uh, it was, You know, it was Monster's Ball that first turned me around on Heath Ledger. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. see that? Yes. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing yeah. in that. And, and this is like, this is... Yeah. And what's more <laughs> is like, not only is it, do you watch him in Dark Knight, and you're like, wow, I can't believe this is a guy's the same guy from 10 things I hate about you. Like, I can't believe this is the same guy from Brokeback Mountain. Like when he's already established as a great mm-hmm. actor, like it is so night and day. I mean, just a, such, such an introverted constrained performance in Brokeback Mountain. And then just so insane, crazy and believable in both. That's it's the, the thing. mark of a good actor. Yeah. And I learned that going back to what we we're talking about when I rented all those Dustin Hoffman movies. Yeah. When I would say, I can't, every time I'd watch one of his films, I'd go, I can't picture him in anything else. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
And that's what you watch Brokeback Mountain. You can't picture him as the Joker. You watch the Joker. You can't picture him as a gay cowboy. Yeah. You know, unless yeah. you're unless you got some weird issues and you're trying to flesh those <laughs> out. But I mean, getting back to that scene of him in the nurse's outfit, that to me was a just great acting and b capture the Joker so much because when ha- when he puts the gun under his mouth, it would he you saw in his head he was like. Maybe I'm gonna die today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm all right with that. Yeah, and that is the madness of the Joker and the sanity of it. Yeah, like like yeah. he when he talked that scene where Batman's throwing him around the the uh, the confessional room or whatever the interrogation yeah. room, and he's like, first he goes, "There's nothing you can do to me." Yeah, and then he goes, "All their rules." The minute things go crazy, they throw them out the window, and he's absolutely right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was, as I'm sure, if I was on that commuter boat, I would have said, blow those fucking convicts up, <laughs> is what I would have said. Yeah. And he knows that. And, and like, the scenes with him were like, I was like, that's awesome. Oh, my God. That's uncomfortable. Like, uh-huh. I was uncomfortable with myself for finding it cool. And then he would do something like, I, I, I could talk about Dark Knight, that movie. How many times have you seen it? I've I've seen it twice. I'm going to go see it in IMAX. I, saw uh, it I haven't seen it in IMAX yet. I've also seen it twice. It's 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 one of those movies I'm going to watch it over and over and over and over again. And every yeah. time, and I guarantee you, anytime you watch that movie, ten years from now, you're going to notice something new in it. Yeah, it's, and what's more is like I'm you know I'm excited to see whatever the next one's going to be you know, but it's one of those things. It's like, it whatever the next one, it it can't be better than this one because this one. It, the, the next one could be amazing, but because this one has the character of the Joker and he's performed so well and he's written so well, it's like, and it, and this is the one that really emphasizes Batman's struggle. Like every, like this is where the series peaks, and of course, everything from here on is uh, even if it's amazing, it's still just this one set up everything. I mean, I guess the first one set up who Batman is, but this set up, sets up. What he str- is going to struggle with constantly. The movie ends with him on the run. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, I mean, that's 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 Empire Strikes Back kind of brilliance. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that's that's amazing. I just wonder, like, what are they? They're going to have to just. They can't kill the Joker. I mean, who are they going to get to fill? Or are they just going to put the Joker on the back burner, bring in a new villain, and then? Five six years from now, bring the Joker back with that's, some new actor. Like, that's what they would. I think that's what they have to do. I mean, yeah. like maybe after the memory of Heath Ledger's gone down a little bit, maybe in a few movies they'll they'll bring him back. But uh, and I hope that I hope they don't try and bring him back in the next one. I think I think Christopher Nolan is he's too smart for that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But, but before uh, we turn this into another Dark Knight episode, which yeah. we already did one. Uh, and we should start wrapping up soon. Was there, were there any any movies on your list you you needed to get to? Any 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 big favorites? You haven't mentioned. Let's see. I said Dark Knight. I said Into the Night. I said The Gray Fox, which has always sort of been my my little quiet champion. Um, boy, off the top. Yeah, that's... I mean, obviously Apocalypse Now sure. still sticks with me a lot. Um, so you definitely you, you seem very influenced by that that school, the, the yeah. Spielberg, Scorsese, Coppola, read, Lucas. Read Easy Rider's Raging Bulls, man. Right. Read yeah. that book about that era. I mean, that was when I was a kid. That was like, I don't want to say golden age because there's still very good movies that are being made. We've already mentioned a couple of them. But that era was like a unique point in time because the studio system had ended and this new 
corporate studio system hadn't started yet. Yeah. So really, the inmates were running the asylum. Yeah. yeah. And they made movies like that. Yeah. You know. It's, now I, uh, on comedy film nerds, I believe you mentioned that uh, you just rewatched for the first time in a long time uh, one of my favorite movies from that era, which is Network. That movie's amazing. Yeah. And, and 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 it's it's scary. You walk away from that like, oh Jesus! They called it thirty yeah. years ago. It's now. Yeah. They it's now called a tame. It. You know? That movie is tame. Yeah. You you when you're watching it, going, this is 1976. They nailed every single thing that our society is going through right now. I just met you. Brought that up. I also reviewed Mongol, which is an amazing movie. I've been to see it. Yeah. It's a great movie and visually stunning. And the the actor really humanizes Genghis Khan, hmm. like explains, not excuses who he was, but explains how he got there. Yeah, that's that's another great film that that really slipped under the radar that people should watch. Hero is an amazing film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We I can't I can never see that. I've only watched that movie once on a big screen and I can't watch it again because I don't want anything to be taken away from it. I wonder if the audience can hear my cat. Oh, scratching, scratching yeah. at the litter um, box. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. We actually uh, did a profile on that director, and then uh, and we didn't mention it at the time, but he's the one that did the opening, and I don't know if he did the closing ceremonies for uh, the Olympics, <laughs> but of course, it's one of the like the minute I saw it, I was like, who who did this? Because it it has to have been somebody theatrically trained or something, li- or or like because it's very cinematic. You know, it must be like a big, you know, a. a well-known Chinese director, yeah. and then when I found out, I was I'm like, well, of course, of course, that's, that has to be, yeah. Um, and it's astounding. It was like the one moment of the Olympics that I uh, cared anything about. I, um, I love the Olympics, and I'll say that closing ceremony. I was just like, uh, what is London gonna do? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, come on, yeah. man. <laughs> Even having Michael Phelps in front of the you know the Queen's house, it was just like, <laughs> it was just like, bah, bah, bah. like what are they gonna do, man? There's who could outdo that? Like, thank God it's not gonna be in America because no one's gonna be able to follow that. <laughs> the only, yeah, nobody. We literally the only the next step is like literal death, like, like just, a volcano, <laughs> exactly. like yeah, somebody like something literally dangerous. Yeah, at that point. like la- like real lasers, like shooting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like an actual spaceship attack, and um, and Olympic athletes fending it off, saving the world. Exactly. That's the only thing that is going to really be better than that. Um, <laughs> all right, so we got to finish up, but here's the thing. One, you know, uh, a, a movie or rather a set of movies that I know are not your favorite that came about recently are, is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> oh, you've been you've been itching for this one for a while. <laughs> well, I'm not, really lo- I'm not really looking to debate because, you know, I understand there's there's two sides to every issue. There's the right and the wrong. <laughs> and, you know, and I can't be right unless you're wrong. So, you know, uh, but no, it's. I will give I will and I I'll go into my opinion before I will I will I will say that I am fully aware that I to most people sound like the one person that that was like growing up was like you never saw the first Star Wars like no uh, yeah. I saw it once and I didn't like it I realize that's how I sound to people yeah <laughs> but I I have to say this it makes me here's the thing I don't agree still makes me laugh uproariously to because you you're gonna here's I predict. You're gonna start calm, work your <laughs> work yourself into a frenzy, and I'm just gonna start laughing. But you know what? Prove me wrong. Okay. Go. Okay. I will say this. Um, 
<laughs> I, the first one, uh, visually was cool. Um, way too long. And if every scene is the big scene, yeah. they have no power. Yeah. Like you can't, everything can't be the big closer. You can't have two and a half goddamn hours of big, cl- like what if the in every day of the Olympics was the goddamn closing <laughs> ceremonies? <laughs> like that would be mind numbing. No, yeah. I need to see, I need to see some guys just running around a track. Okay, great. And, and, I'm, and then the second one, it, I was an hour and a half into it. <laughs> bored out of my fucking mind and I looked at my watch and said there's another hour I'm out of here I don't give a shit and again it's like I know they you know they saw it in New Zealand and, and great and it's just but another like oh the mock talks and the blah blah I don't give a shit I don't give a shit about your limey accent I don't fucking care about your ring I don't care the third one I never saw it I saw King Kong and was like that motherfucker. Got, trapped me in here for three and a half hours. I'm never seeing. I'm listen. I'm never seeing another Peter Jackson movie again unless it's a short film. Because that fucking guy wastes my goddamn time and my money. And I and and I'm a nerd about so many things. And I don't give a fuck about the Lord of the Ring nerds. I'm sorry. I guess we need to have a fight. They can pick up a thing, and I'll pick up a lightsaber, and we'll fucking go into a Nerf cage match and just fucking settle it. But I, I, those movies bored me to tears. That's all I can. And I know, and I didn't care about the special effects. I didn't care about any of it. I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, and I know I'm going to get like, I know I, I, I just asked for a, a dozen angry MySpace <laughs> posts, but but that's how that's I feel. Right. That's all right. Well, uh, so ComedyFilmNerds.com. Right. Um, <laughs> the, well, uh, he's not going to get a retort? <laughs> you know what? No. <laughs> honestly, we've gone thing. too long. And yeah, I'm fine with not having a retort because honestly, like anything that I would say has been said. But sure. And what's more is, especially with Lord of the Rings, I like I do like King Kong quite a bit. But like, especially with Lord of the mm-hmm. Rings, I can see every point that you have to make because, even though I do like it and I like the overall themes of it, you know, you watch it and there are scenes where it's just like, man, okay, I just had you know I just had that I yeah. just had this big mm-hmm. emotional build, but now it's like just because I'm having it with a different character now doesn't mean that it doesn't that it's not starting to flat flatten out a little bit uh, as far as the tone but uh, so yeah I see everything so I'm not going to go into a, a big defense you know <laughs> defense simply because you know everybody it's it's a few years old and a lot of people love it and so right I wanted I wanted you to to launch into it because it's not an opinion that a lot of people hear very right. much I mean except from Kevin Smith and who wants to hear that from me? <laughs> You Cut know. your hair, <laughs> Kevin. Stop wearing trench coats. Um, I mean, real, and I realize I know we got to wrap this up, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody ranting like that about Dark Knight, and I would just say yeah. there's no point in us even arguing because uh-huh. right. we just, you know, you just go in circles. You, you like chocolate, and I don't. Like, there's just right. we, you can't. We're just it's just a taste issue, and there's nothing we can. There's nothing you can do about right. it. But uh, so comedyfilmnerds.com is your website. Oh, you just wanted to do the wrap up. That's <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll throw it to Dave because oh, yeah, I opened com- it up. Go ahead. So, yes, yeah, uh, let's say it a third time comedyfilmnerds.com. The Comedy Film Nerds show is September 5th, uh, 8 p.m. Uh, at UCB in Los Angeles. You got any other shows coming up? You traveling? Uh, I was just on the road a lot. Uh, I'm actually going to be going to the uh, Persian Gulf uh, the end of September. Um, specific, not I'm not allowed to say, but take a guess. 
Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can always go to GrahamElwood.com or MySpace to find it. But check each week at Comedy Film Nerds, we have new reviews. Like uh, this week, I will be doing Trader with Don Chadle. And um, that and trailer looks ta- terrible. Yeah, I know. Got surprisingly <laughs> good reviews though. Uh, I'm, I'm, good. I'm on the fence. I'm like, did they cut the trailer wrong, or or and it's a good movie, or is it a bad movie? And then also, we'll, the other movie we're going to feature this week is Babylon AD. Oh, Vin Diesel. Interested to see who's reviewing that one. Chris gets to review that one. <laughs> he drew the short straw on that one. <laughs> um, oh shoot. Well, don't you have another movie coming out? Another uh, yes, oh, yeah. I actually just finished my feature-length documentary, uh, Afghanistan. Okay, um, which is uh, a ninety-minute a uh, documentary about the first trip to Afghanistan that I took, and it's it's more of a serious look. I've I have been I had this DVD, Grandma Life from Afghanistan, which is just me performing over there. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a full-blown documentary that shows what the whole trip was like. The good, the bad, and the ugly of it. The funny, the sad, the scary, and uh, and we just had our first screening of it, and we had some vets and soldiers there, and friends of mine who've served in Iraq and Afghanistan, and they loved it, which was the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. And so now we're just going to have more screenings, okay. and I'm sure we will have a public one at some point where okay. we'll invite everybody, and uh, and we're you know trying to sell it. Okay, is All it right. uh, is it for sale now no, or no, not no, yet? Not okay. Yet. All right. Well, be sure and let us know when yes. it is, and we'll uh, I'll invite you guys to the next screening. All awesome. right. And then we can talk about it. All right. Well, thanks for being on the show again. Thank you, guys. Thanks. And thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Why so serious?